0: Hi, I'm Hannah Jones, wife, daughter, journalist, and professional fatty, someone who's been overweight her entire life and has just had weight loss surgery. You're listening to my new podcast, Heavy, a place for my big and thin friends to tell their stories about incredible weight loss or how they finally found their happy, whatever size that is. And I'll also get to talk to some of the experts who help them get there. So come on in, grab whatever you want to eat or drink, wear elasticated trousers if you want to. I promise absolutely no judgments in my house. What's it like to be out proud and fat? Is fat a feminist issue? Is being overweight and gay a double jeopardy? Have you got to come out as fat and then come out as gay or vice versa or doesn't it matter anyway? I asked Plus Size LGBT Plus campaigner, Lisa Power, MBE, who co-founded Stonewall, is a patron of Pride Cymru, and is a big girl herself, to come in and talk it over with me for this week's podcast. So you're a human rights campaigner and LGBT activist for almost 30
1: years? Over 30 years. 30 years ago is uh, Section 28 and... uh, I I came out in 1975 or 6 at a demonstration. I I popped out. It was like an instant birth, bizarre, um, as an activist because I actually went along to this demonstration saying I was there to support my friends because I hadn't come out at that point. I I mean, I was just thinking it through. Um, And I heard there was this demonstration in support of someone who'd been sacked by British Home Stores or BHS as they are now or as they were Mm. Um, and I went along to this demonstration and a friend of mine was holding a placard uh, and he said, can you hold this for me for a minute while I go to the loo he popped off to the public toilet and I stood there like a lemon, didn't see the local newspaper photographer and the next thing I know I'm on the front page of the local Lancaster paper with a placard saying, BHS unfair to gays oh, right (laughs) So, and you, so, you so might... everybody in the whole town knew that I was a lesbian before I'd said anything. What did your mother and father say? <laughs> oh, well, my, it was only my mom at that point. And oh yeah, she was. Just, she just thought it was funny. I think because well, um, nice she reaction. was fine because I, I wasn't very well shortly after that. And she came up to stay with me, and she found out I was a lesbian by that time. And um, we were sat on my doorstep on, in a very working class Lancaster district. And she looked at a couple of women across the road and she, started, she just cracked up. She said, they think I'm your older girlfriend, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> That's the kind of mother you want, isn't it, when you come out? But I've got a history of coming out in bizarre ways because my grandmother found out because she saw a, She used to watch Coronation Street religiously and I was on a trailer for a television documentary about gay people, as we called ourselves in that, at that time, um, hanging off the back of a lorry, yelling, what Margaret Thatcher needs is a good woman. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't hear what I was saying she just thought oh it's Lisa demonstrating on one of her causes because I was a bit of an activist anyway um, and she'd rung most of her friends to tell them I was going to be on the telly um, before my mum could get through to her and tell her what it was about
0: and what, how did she react afterwards Oh, she,
1: uh, next time I saw her, she gave me a glass of champagne and said, well, as long as you're all right, darling. As long as you're happy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I've got a friend of mine um, called Jane, and she went at my mother's house not so long ago and actually said to her, Hiya, Sophie, I'm gay now. Uh, literally just now. <laughs> she's got two kids, and she she, um, she had a husband, but she, she met someone who came round for a date, and five years later, she hasn't left. So she's gay now.
1: That sounds like lesbians. Yes. What do lesbians bring on the second date? Their entire belongings.
0: <laughs> their suitcase. <laughs> but they're so happy. They're just, they're just yeah. great. But they hate the fact that they hate people saying, oh, as long as you're happy and no, you're not harming anyone. I, I, they can't stand that sentence. They well, just I don't get it at all.
1: Now, yes, but 30, 30, 40 years ago, it was fine to hear that. And it was. It was 40 years ago we're talking.
0: So were you a big lesbian at that time when you came out Not <laughs> nationally? I've
1: always been a big girl. I've not been smaller than size 16 since I was about 14. Um, so yes, I've always been a big girl and I've fluctuated between size 16 and size 26, to and fro, um, and seem to have settled in the 20s, as it were.
0: What are you now? Do you mind me asking? I'm a, I'm a 24 to a
1: 26, depends whose clothes I'm wearing.
0: Well, I have to say, I love your jacket and I'm going to have that off you yeah. before you go home today, actually. I'm about a size 26 as well. Yeah.
1: You look a lot smaller than me. No, I'm not, though. Isn't yeah. it it's, it's hard like, to tell sometimes. It is,
0: yeah. it is, yeah. Yeah, size 26.
1: I but- find the velvets are very forgiving, so this is a 24, but anything tight, it's a 26.
0: A nice bit of stretch, as my yeah. mother would say. I mean, a nice bit of stretch in that. The other
1: thing I've discovered is if you wear clothes that are loose, even though it's mortifying to buy something in a bigger size than you need... If you wear clothes that are loose, people assume you're thinner
0: than you are as well, which is weird. But I was around my house the other day and my friend Lee came round, And I, I've recently lost nearly three storms. I've had weight loss surgery. Mm-hmm. And I, I I did this kind of thing, you know, where I pulled in my cheeks and tried to look, tried to look a little bit smaller. And l- let me be honest mm. with you now from the outset. There's not a thin person in me trying to get out, <laughs> right? There's just not. Yeah. I ate the bitch. Um, I'm just trying to um, be a bit... More comfortable in my mm. skin, really, and um, he went to me. No, I can't tell any difference at all. I'm like, shidley, I've lost three stores. and he's like, well, you're always in baggy clothes. You always look bigger. Ah, so that's that kind of goes contrary to what goes you said. Way. Yeah. Well,
1: I think it depends. It possibly depends on the baggy clothes and how well cut they are. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, no, wearing a sack will make you look bigger than you are. Yeah, I would agree with that. But if it's well cut and it swings and it's got a bit oh. of movement in it, that's different. I
0: love a swing. <laughs> My mother always says to me, "Is I got a swing back on that then? Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I was reading this thing the other day um, about, um, well, there was a survey back probably 10 years ago, and it, it was the oddest conclusion which said that lesbians were 75% more likely to be obese than straight women. What a load of shit, Always oh, is it? What do you think of that?
1: I think lesbians that I know are more prone to be comfortable in their own bodies, but I don't see them being any bigger than any other woman in Wales, by and large. I know lesbians of absolutely every size. I know lesbians who've had anorexia. Hmm. So I'm not sure how scientific that was. Or maybe they just noticed the lesbians who were big girls, or maybe the big girls were bolder.
0: Maybe that's what it is. I, I was reading um, some comments about it. One one person said it's because they don't like sports. I mean, what a ridiculous oh. generalisation. <laughs> one word for you, hockey. Um, someone else said that they're less less likely to think of themselves that way because they're less critical of their bodies. And the usual thing that, and I, I actually hate to say this because I think it's, a, it's absolutely crass, is that women are lesbians because they're not attractive enough to attract men, which I think is just absolute bullshit. <laughs> My friend Jane that I mentioned to you earlier, absolutely gorgeous. Her girlfriend Maria, lovely and just beautiful people as well, inside yeah. and out, you know. Yeah. What a lot of shit that
1: was. Well, it is, but then men
0: have got to do something to console themselves for the fact that some women just ain't available. Too right. <laughs> Too right. So have you always been comfortable in your skin then, Lisa, as a gay woman and as a bigger gay woman? I
1: don't think any woman is completely comfortable in her skin. I mean, I'm amazed. If people say they are, I think, yeah, what are you are covering up? Because we're all just so socialised to be self-critical, particularly as women. I mean, there's no way that... I mean, I, I watch the way men walk around and expect to be accepted in their size, and I don't think any woman feels like that internally. But I've been happier leaving my size where it is than desperately trying to lose weight. Um, and I see so many women whose lives are marred by constant um, dieting. I mean, my mother, all my life that I can remember, my mother was on a diet. And what happened was that her body got used to it. And she was only eating about 500 calories a day. And she still oh, wasn't nothing. losing weight. Nothing, Because the women in our family are naturally at least a size 16. And we might as well just leave it there.
0: How easy is it to leave it there, though? I mean, for, for on, a, on a personal level, I mean, you might not have been completely self-accepting mm. from you know from the age of 16, yeah. 17. You said you were, you were a bigger child. I was as well. So where did you get to that point where you just thought, bugger it, I am who I am? Probably not until my 40s, oh, um, okay.
1: I That's would say, because you do keep thinking about it. And I did try all the different ways. And frankly, my most successful attempt at losing weight was when I was homeless and paranoid. <laughs> which what? rather would work other things to worry about than eating um but I don't advise that for anybody I also tried weight loss surgery oh yeah and it basically well you can see it clearly It didn't work I I lost three three four stone went down to about a size 20 to 22 at that point um and my body adjusted and I all the people i had heard of who had who'd failed their weight loss surgery as it were who it hadn't worked on They'd all done things like liquidising Mars bars into milkshakes yeah, and things. I mean, yourself, aren't you? Clearly addictive eating patterns. I've always eaten too much in the sense of portions, but that's about greed, not about pathology. And it worked in the sense that I couldn't, still couldn't eat that much. And to this day, my stomach, although I have probably stretched it somewhat, I still can't eat. I know, I know there comes a point where if I take another mouthful, something's going to go wrong. But my body just adjusted.
0: What did you have done?
1: Uh, I had proper full-scale bariatric surgery. I've got half a stomach.
0: So is that bypass then?
1: Yeah. Well, no. Bi- it's more serious than. Oh, bypass. you had one. Up. Literally, had uh, they took away half my stomach?
0: Did you pay for that privately? No,
1: no. I got it on the NHS because they said that it was for my health. Yeah. So that it was, didn't work. It just it didn't work, um, and well, it worked for a while, and then I noticed it was stopping working and they were all like, oh, no, it'll work, just carry on, just carry on. I think at that point I should have intervened and done some other things. Um, But clearly I just need to eat considerably less, you know. I mean, I'm not a big chocolate fanatic, I'm not a big anything, but I just I do eat too much because I like my food. I'm
0: the same, yeah. Do you know when you go to a diet class and they, they kind of line up on the way in and they go, oh, I'm saving all my sins for lager or whatever it is? And for me it was never about, like, cutting out something that was bad mm. it was i eat too much yeah. and it is greed i'm not I'm, a, moderate, I'm a I'm not bugger. person i'm not no all <laughs> or nothing yeah but how, how do you get to the point where you thought i'm going to do something dramatic about it i am going to go for weight loss surgery well, some of that was nagging really from doctors from, and people but because um, what would you go to the doctors with something like i don't know an ingrowing toenail go, yeah, oh, and they go no that's because you're fat yeah
1: pretty much I, I the first time it was suggested I thought they were quite mad I thought I'm nowhere near like, that bad and then it was suggested a couple of other times and I thought well if you're going to do it in the NHS I'm game for anything if it will make me healthier because I think when you get to my age and I'm 63 it's not about fat being a feminist issue it's about fat being a health issue you don't see old fat people mm. um, or you see not very many few of them, of them uh, because I'm at the age now where we have heart attacks other things happen you know so I think for health purposes, it would be good to be less big than I am, but I'm not going to make myself miserable for it.
0: What had you tried previously?
1: Oh, all the all the usual diets. Um, I, I realised early that fad diets were bloody stupid. I tried Weight Watchers. The first time I tried Weight Watchers, and everybody seemed to be worrying about how many calories in a takeaway tikka marsala, and it just wasn't what I ate in the first place, <laughs> oh, <no>. you know? <laughs> Um, and the second time, frankly, it was so bloody complicated, I gave up. <laughs> you need a PhD because, in something. But what they do is they teach you to be obsessed with food in a different way. So it's for people who are obsessed with food.
0: Were you obsessed with food or obsessed with... I think I'm obsessed with good food. <laughs> are you a, a proper but, eater, but a good eater? Yeah,
1: you know, I'm a wide eater. What does um, that mean, a wide eater? I'll, I'll eat McDonald's if I have to, but I won't do it out of choice. You know, right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not picky. Oh, um,
0: that's good. You're I'm, a good guest, do you? If you come yeah. out the house, you'll eat anything, will you? Yeah.
1: and Indeed, there have been a few dinner parties when I have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Face
1: in the bowl. Keep smiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like food. Uh, I eat what I like. I eat too much in the evenings. I know, I know what the patterns are. And I keep thinking I should be asked to do something about it. But not so far. But I am at the moment, because my parents are both very ill and in hospital... And I'm kind of keen on outliving them, mm. so uh, I'm thinking about it. So this conversation is again making me think about it. But when you say think, but, but it's about not it. about. It's not about. I have to be thinner because of my self worth. Yes, it's absolutely healthy health at this stage. Yeah, and and it's stuffed my joints. Let's be fair. I mean, I'm not a good walker upstairs. Um, I'm not a good walker at distance. I can't do the pride parade from one end to the other anymore on my feet without then having to sit down for a couple of hours and having swollen ankles the next mm. day. Um, and that has slowly deteriorated over the last five years. So the, I noticed that and I think, yeah, if I lost some weight, I'd be more comfortable.
0: Yeah, but that conversation must have been in your head since you were younger. It's, be, it's, it's with me all the time. Yeah. But how do you get to the point where you you then do something? So weight loss surgery didn't work, um, the diets didn't work, and now you, you say you're thinking about it again. I I spend a lot of time thinking about doing (laughs) stuff. I can't
1: say I spend a lot of time thinking about it. I might think about it when I'm hovering over, say, the ice cream aisle in the supermarket. I might think about it about um, whether I ought to drink a sweet wine, but it's, it's fleeting thoughts. I think the main problem is I don't think about it. But then I actually think that so many women are just so obsessed with it I mean I don't think it's an either or but I'd rather be um, relatively comfortable and overweight than neurotic about my weight and, and thinner because what well, I mean and it's I just don't don't see the point in making myself miserable for it.
0: I, I actually don't see people as fat or small do you know what I mean? Um, mm. I think maybe that is a bonus of being bigger I don't know. Like wh- when you walked in today, I immediately thought, "Oh, I should do my hair red again." What a fantastic <laughs> purple suit! Oh, oh, oh lovely! But I wish I wore necklaces. That's exactly uh, what I thought when 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 I saw you.
1: But I think thinner people do worry about it quite often. Um I find that I have no trouble when I'm going to meet someone. I describe myself as a fat older woman with red hair. And they go, oh you know, as if I've somehow insulted myself.
0: It's not it's not an insult, it's just a description. Are you comfortable with the word fat? Yeah. Even if yeah. someone would describe you as a fat woman, fat older woman with grey hair. Yeah. Uh, not grey. I take it all back. Sorry red.
1: <laughs> well it is grey underneath, so sod it, you know. Um this is the result of my hairdresser bullying me to have my hair red.
0: I can't imagine you
1: being bullied. Well I I was willing to be bullied. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you say I'm, I'm easily pushed in a direction i quite fancied anyway
0: oh all right okay so it's like an affirmation
1: <laughs> yeah but there was there was me doing the whole you know gray is a feminist issue and look i look at should, me i'm so, gray well yeah, yeah celebrate my gray hair and I, I did actually quite like it um but i got a new hairdresser who just said it is a nice point um, and stuck it back to red i just think it's really funny because i've dyed my hair most of my life and you know, I I was black, I was had black hair for a very long time, but I think black's not very convincing when you're over 60.
0: No, 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 no. You love that Vic, yeah. Victor Spinetti thing. Right. Do you know Victor Spinetti yeah. is? That yeah, yeah, I, used yeah. to I think he used to <laughs> spray paint his at some point. <laughs> but I think, you know, when it's an
1: obvious dye of red, then it's fine. I met someone at the weekend at the Welsh Labour Conference, and she was brilliant because her hair was silver grey, But she'd um, spray-painted the front in suffragette colours. She'd she'd used that (laughs) hair colouring, so she had purple and green, and the rest of her hair was white, and she looked bloody brilliant.
0: When you said when you go to meet someone, and you describe yourself as an older, red-headed, fat woman, uh, is that prospective partners? Is that dating, or is that just meetings? I
1: I don't have a partner, and I'm terrible at relationships. Why? Uh, Well partly because I fall in love with completely mad people I've diagnosed over the years That the main thing about most of my temporarily successful relationships Is that they've been completely batshit
0: So they're nuts Yeah,
1: and they're also, I go for other strong personalities And one of the problems is that you go for another person who's a strong personality And then they get really shocked when you relax on them Because they think you're the person they can relax on So I've had a couple of relationships where people have been really quite unnerved that I might not be the same in private as I am in public, um, or relationships where they've expected to be able to go to pieces, but not me. Um, And that doesn't work. But more, to be honest, I've had relationships with people who turned out to be really quite loopy in one way or another, in the nicest possible way. Um, And, you know, I think, <laughs> you know and i'm probably not the you know the most classic person in the world so it just it, it just got really complicated uh, and i've discovered i'm a much better friend than i am a relationship have you got a type uh mad okay um, mad I, I mean seriously have you I got have, a physical type no i have to say i am very attracted to very butch women mm. uh but it's the women i've that, that i've had relationships with have been Hair colour of every colour. They've been from different ethnic backgrounds. They've been um, big girls, small girls, you know, anything. Um, There really hasn't been a physical type, other than than me always clocking uh, women who tend to wear suits and ties. Like, oh, really? Um, But it has to be women who wear suits and ties that I go, oh, really? Not a bloke. It's not surprising when a bloke does it.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. When you... Surprisingly came out by accident. Yeah. Was that easier for you than accepting your size? I was reading something the other day about um, someone saying that there was a double jeopardy, right, if you were both fat and a lesbian, that there was like the two things that you had to come to terms with. Now, really? Yeah, I, I was really surprised by it. It's like if you had to own fatness in the same way that someone had to own um, queer.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, partly because I learnt at a relatively early stage about any of those labels, is if you own it, they can't shame you about it. Um, So, you know, calling yourself out before anybody else calls you out is a form of defence mechanism, I suspect. But it's also... It just makes your life much easier. I think there are lots of challenges that people face. I don't think being lesbian and being fat is a major intersection. I think... You know, there are lots of other issues. Um, I mean, frankly, the main bit about being fat that I find a pain in the arse is the size of my boobs. Yeah. yeah. You know, because they're 38 HHs. And everybody expects me to be a much bigger size in bras, but it's actually it's all in front. Um, I remember at one stage, at donkey's years ago, there was a doctor who suggested breast reduction surgery, and I thought I'd probably overbalance just because I'm so used to compensating for them by now. I wouldn't have thought you had thirty-eight double H's
0: boobs. It's good bras. You've got a good pair of knockers. Let me just say that. But no, <laughs> no I wouldn't, they I wouldn't are,
1: have. I, trust me, they I, are proper globes of joy. Yeah, thirty-eight HH. But you wear the right bras.
0: It so you're helps. smaller than me then, because you're thirty-eight. I'm yeah. forty-six. Have you? Double are D. you
1: sure? Have you? Have you been properly measured?
0: Well, I went to the shop once, right? And this woman just went, oh, yeah, I don't have to use a tape measure. I can oh, just no. look at you." So she no. looked at me and said, "Yes," something I like. Gee, I went, no, serious?
1: Go into Bravissimo or John Lewis and have them measure you. Because I was wearing 42 to 44 Ds. And it was completely wrong. I was falling out the front and, I, you know, it just it didn't work at all. Go and be measured because well, your your back size may be much smaller than you realise. Oh, I hope so.
0: 46? Yeah. It's I mean, bigger you, than my
1: husband's chest. That,
0: that, you that, That's...
1: I'd be very surprised. Go and get yourself measured, girl. Thank
0: you, I will. <laughs> yeah, I bought some new ones the other day, and I hate yeah. doing it, because I never know, and I just don't trust the girls in the shops. And I, I went down to a 44, I think it was, because I'd lost a little bit of weight. Yeah. But And I threw about three out, because I just don't going to what the size yeah. are. You can't tell by looking. Or do you know when people yeah. just kind of do that action with their, yeah. their hands, like they're going to cap you? Like, well, more than a handful, the you other must pro- be a
1: 46. The other problem is different manufacturers do different sizings. So you really do, I mean, that's why, you know, Bravissimo is quite handy. They're not the cheapest, but you go in there and you will get a proper measurement and everything.
0: Well, I've never gone in there because I didn't think they did my back size because I thought they stopped at like a 40 Well, check them out. Okay.
1: Well, you, at least you get proper measurement. And the same yeah. with John I mean, John Lewis do very few bras in an HH, but they, you know, they're... I got mine done in the very posh shop on um, Princess Street in Edinburgh originally, and I was just in shock. How that, much was a bra there? Oh well, yeah, they do it, and then well, you know know, this is long ago enough that they were selling rigby and pellet. Mm. Um, but you just you just get your measurements done. You know, they're not they it's not dependent on you buying a bra. Have you? Have, Although, if you if if they tell you good news, of course you feel like splashing out at that oh, point. Yeah. <laughs> what size would you like to be then?
0: Like, I don't mean in bra. I mean in general.
1: In general, what I'm do you think's quite, good? I'm quite happy being relatively buxom. I could do with losing. Uh, yeah, I could definitely lose a, do with losing a few stone for comfort. For comfort, Um and also because I'm at the outer end of the Marks and Spencer's ranges at the moment,
0: and it's cheaper clothing. I went in the other day, right, and I thought, do you know, what? I'm going to try on a 24. I'm going to try. My, my husband yeah. said, "Yeah, go and try one of those dresses then." And I went into the into the changing rooms and I pulled it on. Seriously, I had to contort my chest to get in it. Anyway, put it on. Couldn't move. From the waist yeah. up, I had it going on big style. But from the waist down, I looked like a sack of shit, honest to God. And I thought, I'm I, I'm going to show him that, you know, I can almost fit into a 24, oh my God. And, um, of course, he was, like, eight miles away from the entrance of the changing rooms. And I go outside, I've got my ankle socks on, I've got a pair of boots on. Yeah. I've got my trousers on over a bloody dress that don't fit me. And he's like, and I've got to go... T- Come here, come and have a look, you know. And I looked all and everyone's looking me up and down and I could have died. I thought, oh bugger uh, it. They uh, don't realise uh, what I've done to actually get into a 24. Yeah.
1: No, a lot of a lot of Mark's 24s are very tight, in my experience, compared to other people's 24s. But then some some companies some companies skimp on fabric because they're being cheapskates. Other companies actually make things slightly bigger because you go back to shops where you are flattered by being a smaller size. Um, Wallace, when I was young, Wallace used to do very well out of actually being a size bigger than
0: the label said Mm. all the time. Have you ever encountered uh, people who've said that they've been discriminated against because of their size?
1: I am sure that people are. Do they tell you? Well, I'm sure I have been, but it's usually very subtle. I don't think it's happened to me much at places like work but I think it happens just in terms of socialising. I find it quite interesting the way people... I mean, most people won't talk about it. Like I said, when I call myself fat, most people go, ooh, because they're socialised to not say it because they think it's rude.
0: Um, I wouldn't like it if someone called me fat. I, I don't know what it is about the F word. I suppose, uh, I mean, there are certain words to describe being gay that you you don't like. I would
1: much rather be called fat than, for example... um, Not the old word. I was at a party. Oh, Uh, oh, no, obese is just... But it's just a word. But I was at a party recently and um, I was sat down and the only chair happened to be next to the food table. So I sat Ah. on the chair and then someone I know came in and I said, oh, hello, nice to see you. And he said, oh, I was trying to get here before you so I could get some food. That's not nice. And I I just thought... Yeah. You think that's funny. It's not funny at and all. it's not funny. What did you um, do? I just gave him a
0: look. Why yeah. would people even say that? I mean, you could be, you could go out, right? You could think you've got it going on. You could be feel comfortable in your skin. And you could think, okay, I'm capable of going yeah. out tonight. I feel all right. And then someone just says something throwaway like that, which could really yeah. take your batteries out. Yeah, It would for me. Yeah. I think well, I it, would think that's all you think of It is unhelpful. Not, but,
1: you know, my main response inside my head was you don't know me well enough to get away with that. Yeah. But, you know, there's, it's a party. You're not wanting to cause an atmosphere. So I just went and left him to it.
0: But when you go home and you think about the night that you've had, does it sit on your mind or do you just brush it away? Does it not, not bother hugely. you at all? Not hugely. I mean, obviously
1: I've noted it or I wouldn't be able to bring the anecdote back up for you. But I can't say it did anything other than make me tag it to him in my memory and think, hmm, yeah, that's the kind of person you are. Yeah. You know, because that's not why I was sitting by the food table. I was sitting there
0: because it was the only chair. See, I thought you were going to say something to me. I was sat by the food table. It I, I didn't even register in my mind that you were going to liken it to the fact that I'm by the trough. I thought yeah. you were going to say, and the only thing that, that was there was like, I don't know, a little bit of flimsy leather on three... Um, <laughs> cocktail sticks you know those stupid chairs that people have in their homes i look at it and thinking that you don't want to test me with our love that's going to crumble
1: (laughs) i used to have to go to party political conferences a lot for my job when i was a policy director at terence higgins trust and the party conferences were always weird and i used to have to go along to a range of fringe meetings and i went along to one for diabetes uk and i thought oh shit it's about obesity (laughs) that's going to be fun and i got there and they had clearly not sorted out the catering with the hotel because I got to this um, fringe meeting on obesity and it was all deep-fried samosas and quartered pork pies. Nice. And I just thought it was hilarious and I just ate a pork pie. Mm. And the people from Diabetes UK were bloody mortified. It was really funny. I mean, it probably wasn't funny for them, but I thought it was hilarious. I think it was hilarious as well. I think most of the audience that turned up thought it was hilarious because they were much happier eating that than scrappy, skinny sandwiches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Again, I was reading this thing for this sociologist um, the, the other day. It's by this sociologist called Abigail Sorge and Anna Wardry, And they said, coming out as fat involves a person who is easily recognised as fat, affirming to herself and others her fatness as a non-negotiable aspect of self, rather than as a temporary state to be remedied through weight loss. Well, you see, that, that's all
1: very well, but... I don't, I don't really go for fat movement stuff um, because I think sometimes it is about your health and I think it's fine when you're young but it's not so fine when you get older and it affects your joints and stuff like that. Um, and I think, you know, at that point it's, it's not about just being proud to be fat it's actually about what's good for your health. So I think weight management is fairly important and something I'm not very good at. But it's weight management for the sake of your health, and absolutely not because of the sake of society's expectations. The trouble I find with a lot of the fat movement stuff is that it's all about being fat and proud. And actually, no, you shouldn't be proud to be fat or thin. It's just one of those things. You should be considering you know, the choices that you're making and the impact they will have on your life. Um, and clearly, I don't care enough. About longevity to have dieted yet but I'm getting to that point again
0: but you care enough about being um, an LGBTQ activist LGBT as
1: opposed... plus we tend to oh, say because okay. it's so much easier because they keep mucking about with it all the alphabeti spaghetti so you know <laughs> frankly I mean when I came out we had been queer but that was rude so then we were gay and then we were lesbian and gay and then we were LGBT and then People started adding all the others, and the worst one was when somebody invented quilt bag.
0: What's that? I've never heard of it. Quilt bag. Queer,
1: intersex, lesbian, transgender, bisexual, and gay. And it's just horrible. Quilt bag? Yeah, it's just. I, oh
0: no. So, anyway,
1: that was the point where I just went, I'm putting a plus on LGBT, and I will not go
0: further. Okay. <laughs> Are there words that you don't like? We we talked about the F word for fat, uh, but you don't care, do
1: you? Well, um, I think it's up to a fellow whether he minds about faggot because it's a men's word, it's absolutely not a woman's word. Um, I'm happy to say I'm a dyke who's been around for donkeys years. It's my opening line in any biography that will let me have it. Um, I don't have trouble with any of those words. I mean, I think some of them are just silly. I get the giggles if somebody says rug muncher. (laughs)
0: I rest my case. (laughs) I'm laughing because it's because my again my friend Jane said the other day that um, a bloke said to her, "Oh, oh, you you you, you're gay now," which is her stock phrase, you know. And uh, uh, he said something like, "You you you you're a rug muncher now," Mm -hmm. and she went, "Yeah, absolutely right. I like exactly what you like. Fuck off."
1: (laughs) Do you know that that's close to the conversation I had, which I haven't had a conversation like this for years with a taxi driver this week. Um, Nice guy. Uh, and I can't remember how we got around to it, but he said, "Are you? Um, do you have a partner? And I, uh, are you are you married? What What does your husband say about? It? I can't remember what about." And I went, "No, I'm not married, and I'm a lesbian." And he and he was just like, "Oh!" And he said, uh, "Do you mind if I ask what you do?" And I went, "No,
0: no, <laughs> you don't mind <laughs> asking. No, I do no, mind no, you no, asking. No, no, you
1: can't ask that." And he went, "No, no, no. I mean, w- what attracts you to women?" And I just said to him, making an assumption about him, given the conversation, "Well." what do you fancy about women? And he just sort of went a bit pink and went, ooh, yeah. And I'm, there you go.
0: That's exactly what I fancy. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I don't mind having those conversations because they're honest. Um, I'd, have been, I'd have been much more concerned if he'd gone all tight-lipped on me and not for, had further conversation. But, yeah, there is there are still those simple things. I mean, one of my favourite things from the Gay Liberation Front, which I wrote um, a, a history of the London GLF... Um, they produced a poster which said, what is heterosexuality? And they used all of those um, cliches about all the questions you get asked if you come out as gay or lesbian or whatever. And they asked them about heterosexuality and and just reversed the whole thing. It's just very funny. And nowadays, it's very different. But in those days, that was a real shocker.
0: Would it be really rude to say that when I was growing up, I actually thought to myself, do you know, I wish I was gay. Because I've always, well, women have always been attracted to me and men never have. I've honest to God, if my, my friend's in the newsroom out there, Karen, yeah. and uh, she's been with me loads of times. And uh, literally, I have been like catnip to women. But men wouldn't look at me twice. And I don't know what it is. But she, she's funny because um, she, she. If I if I'm telling anyone this story, I, I shout. I'll shout across the newsroom. I'll go, Karen, come over here, and she will literally tell them the stories about when we've been out. And literally, one one day, it was in um, some woman's wedding to a man yeah. that she came on to me in the night. And I've been to two weddings with her where that's happened. Well, the one was the, yeah. the bride's, you know, it was her actual day. And about three separate occasions as well where women have, have been um, completely attentive and coming on to me and asked me if I'm, you know, gay or whatever. Men, not the time of day.
1: I wonder if that's because you're a strong woman. You come across as a strong woman. Don't know. And I've got other heterosexual women friends who have real difficulty. And I've got a very good friend who is... Gorgeous in the traditional heterosexual sense. She has a lot of trouble with relationships because the, the word she'd use is she's feisty. Mm. You know, she um, is clearly her own person. She doesn't behave in a, what a straight man would think of as a proper girly way. So I, she has real trouble in relationships.
0: I always thought that it was because, and this is just me projecting, was because I was fat. So men wouldn't have found me attractive, whereas women, I think it's, it's less important. I
1: have to say, is it? Um, I, think, I think there is less of a rule about it. There's, mm. less, there's less of a social thing. I think there are lots of men out there who are attracted to fat women, but I think that socially they're embarrassed about that because they're expected to want a Barbie doll. Mm. So I think there's a social expectation on men to go out with size 12 women.
0: But less, less so in the gay community, do you think, for women? But just yeah, less bothered. I think,
1: I think there is much less judgment on that.
0: It's um, nice enough within
1: the lesbian community, definitely. I mean, there's still there's still slimmer women who are knockouts in the traditional beauty sense will still get attention, but there are, there are less taboos and less boundaries. I think. I think that is true, but I think a lot of it is also about character. And if you come across as a strong woman and a strong character, that will get you noticed by. Um, Lesbian women or bisexual women,
0: you know, in the media, you know, when when you think about um, bisexual or or gay women on the media, it's very often um, you see really really slim, good looking people. Um, I was thinking of um, there was Willow in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There was what's the name of that one that was in Doctor Who recently? Bill Potts.
1: Yeah. Well, that's because of the that's because of media prescriptions around who gets on television. Um, and who gets into films? I mean, one of the worst times that I felt about my size ha- was hanging out in Los Angeles. What were you doing Do, there? Uh, a number of things um, over different times. Um, sometimes just out there on holiday with my girlfriend. Um, one of the batshit crazy is, ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair dues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, long story there, but um <laughs> successful relationship for a couple of years. Um, But at other times, I went out there because I was... Oh, this is going to end up with a very long story. Oh, it's all right. Go on. I'll have the guts Um, out of you. Come on. My hobby used to be uh, helping out with a Hollywood actor um, with his um, side stuff. He used to do uh, gigs and he used to do personality appearances and I used to help organise them in Europe and I used to go over and spend time with his manager over there. Um, And... Never any issue with his manager or him, although I mean, he was the actor himself was completely obsessed with his weight, he knew how many calories there were in a glass of champagne, which for you know, amazing. But just being there and the looks that you get on the street, the looks that you would not get in New York or uh, middle America
0: or Cardiff Bay um,
1: or Cardiff yeah. Bay, absolutely not. I mean, Wales is a country that is clearly comfortable with women of all sizes, and that's one of the things I love about it. Um, but just the judgment on people's faces because you didn't see fat women in Hollywood, you just don't see them.
0: What were you wearing? I mean, it's not as if you were in a crop. Perfectly ordinary. Uh, yeah, a crop top and shorts, was it? I um, mean, probably jeans and a t shirt. So you were conscious of it then because people were absolutely, staring? Absolutely, yeah, the way that, just the way that you were looked at. Well, I mean, how did it make you feel?
1: It's mildly embarrassed, but kind of. I thought they were weird, not me. Cruel. Yeah. Well, it's the industry.
0: Did you talk to the actor about it? And,
1: and Yeah, I've had a few conversations with him about weight because he was very cool about it. Um, but also he was on a show where everyone was tiny um, and therefore he had to be tiny too and it was a show where he was occasionally expected to take his clothes off. Um, and he was naturally not a tiny lad. Um, he said his ambition in life was to uh, get a middle-aged detective show so that he could drink beer again. Mm
0: wear a nice mac yeah did you do anything about your size when you came home from LA
1: no not particularly it wasn't relevant I mean I wasn't trying to be an actor out there but I can remember talking to other people who wanted to go out to LA and become actors and thinking you're gonna have to lose weight if you want to do that but I didn't say it because it would be rude is fat a feminist issue I think fat is a feminist issue and that's different from the fat movement in that you get judged all the time by men and by women who've been trained to this by men about how you should look, how you should behave. We're told to wear shoes that cripple us, we're told to wear clothes that restrict us, Uh, we're told to conform to a particular body type um, and we're told that increasingly by men who've been educated by looking at impossible bodies in porn Um, so i think fat is a feminist issue because it's saying sod you i'm my size this is who i am Uh, and it's about self self self-defining and it's about um, being free to be yourself as a woman and i think that's part of what feminism is about i have a very broad and inclusive feminism i i got told uh, oh, the latest time I think it was last week that I'm not a feminist on Twitter. But that's because I support trans people, um, trans men and trans women, and I think they should have the right to transition. And I have a lot of trans women friends, including trans lesbians. And and I got told you're not a feminist, and I've been told before I'm not a feminist for holding particular views. Well, sod you! You don't get to tell me whether I'm a feminist, and I don't believe in narrow forms of feminism I believe um feminism is something that even men can subscribe to if they want to support women having the same rights as men I don't think it's an exclusive club so yeah I think fat is a feminist issue but um that's very different from promoting fat as uh, a pride issue when I think it's just a fact of life